Hey, 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 guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Now let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to March the 20th. March the 20th, 2022, which, by the by, makes the one year anniversary since uh, the end, I guess, of the craziness of shingles I had this time last year. I was uh, reminded by the uh, Facebook about that, which is, you know, not so sweet, but sweet because it just makes me very grateful that, that I don't have the shingles anymore. And it makes me um, an advocate to tell people, look, maybe, just maybe, you will never get shingles, especially if you never got the chicken pox. But if you had the chicken pox, there's still that chance that you will get shingles in your life. And let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, you do not, you do not want shingles. It is evil. It is straight from the abyss of hell, people. I seriously believe that. Because it's awful. It is blistering, blisteringly awful. <laughs> is that a word? Well, if it isn't, <laughs> Talk Time with Hope just created it. You're welcome. No, seriously, it is horrible. It's got blisters. It's got pain. It's got all this craziness, insane stuff. And if you want to know more about my experience with it, I'm pretty sure that I did an episode of it way back when. So here's my recommendation. Take it or leave it. Get the shingles vaccine. If you are over 50 years of age and you've had the chicken pox, Get that darn vaccine because it will save you buttloads of pain. Spunky's trying to get on my lap and <laughs> she's such an adorable cat. Oh, have I told you how adorable my cat is? Well, let me tell you, my cat is adorable. Anyway, it will really save you some pain and suffering. And I wouldn't want anybody to go through what I went through with uh, shingles. In my case, maybe... Maybe it's a little different because I was going through chemotherapy and my immune system was a lot weaker and I seem to have gotten hit with shingles in a really, you know, ugly way. I mean, the nurse said I had shingles and it didn't look like that. Um, so yay for me. <laughs> um, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But seriously, here we are a year later, folks, and I still have scars from the shingles and I have also like nerve pain a year later due to shingles and it's an actual word that I am just too lazy to check up <laughs> and because I'm a, I would mess up the pronunciation pronunciation of it anyway so uh, basically some people will have like nerve pain in the area where the shingles were and um, it usually will last a couple weeks, a couple of months. Well, hey, here I am, right? If you're going to do it, you're going to do it right. So I am one of the few, I think one in five people who will get this, uh, this nerve pain and it will last a long time. Maybe it'll go away. Maybe it won't. Maybe the scars that are on my tummy and my back will go away. Maybe they won't. Here we are a year later and I still have these scars. So, um... So if I could have prevented having that ever happen, I definitely would have taken the shot, the jabs. I, I seriously would. I don't care if there were some side effects that I had to deal with for like a day. Um, it would have been worth it 
because you just I just cannot say it enough do not want the agony of shingles so um my recommendation my advice stick it or leave it it's up to you but I kid you not I joke with you not you'll be grateful that you did if it can avoid having the um the hellish agony and pain that I went through um so I mean yeah I mean if you have something that can prevent it that's that's out there it's affordable do it why not right I mean if I knew if I knew y'all that there was something out there once I turned 50 and that the chances that I'd probably get it on top of it um I would have taken it in a heartbeat even during chemotherapy I would have said can I take this while I'm going through chemotherapy to my doctor and if he said yeah I don't see a problem with that uh, I would have done it guys uh but instead I didn't know and you know they say knowledge is power and um it, it knowledge is power. So, um, really think about it. If you are of the age 50 or higher, if you are about to be 50, if you just turned 50, um, yeah, take it, mm, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. And then, uh, you don't have to send me a check for being uh, so grateful for my advice and recommendation. I don't need your money. <laughs> just, uh, if I could help one person not have to go through what I went through, I'm serious. I, I it, it's worth having to go with what I went through. You know, now that it's been said and done, right? Everything happens for a reason. Well, if I had to get shingles to warn people about shingles and to get that vaccine, well, you know what? Hey, it's too late to change what happened already. So I just have to move forward and say, yeah, take it from moi you would not want it you would not want it so yeah that's all i'm gonna say about that do your little research of course always do your own little research what are what's the shingle vaccine how can you get the shingles vaccine um blase 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 um and you make your decision for yourself but again if i had the knowledge that i have today and the opportunity to get that vaccine i would have gotten it so that's all i'm gonna say about that moving on you're probably wondering like what's going on with your eye right you had cataract surgery what's going on well let me tell you what's going on it's amazing folks like my left eye I'm looking at my computer screen and I'm like wow without my glasses on the left eye is doing so well that that surgery is like life-changing you know and the tech said oh it's, it's life-changing you'll see and it is I mean I'm still healing it's only been three days I'm still putting those drops in lots of drops you got to put in every day up to a month uh after the surgery and so you know they have like a little checklist and you check off you know breakfast lunch dinner nighttime whatever and I'm gonna have to be doing that for a while but it's it's going well um the only minor issue and it is an issue is that because my right eye is good in comparison to my left eye with the cataract um with the cataract uh the va the insurance was like nah can't do the other eye yet and i get it you know i get it however at the same time i'm like well it would be really nice if my right eye could see as clear now as my left eye um now that that cataract has been removed they also improved my vision you know, not to 2020, of course, but because that would have cost, like I said in the last episode, it would have cost a lot of money to get that. But it's definitely better. I'm looking at my computer. So my reading distance is, is, mess, is much better and clearer. And the colors are just, well, you know, more colorful. And it's really cool. 
I maybe have not had this kind of clear vision since I was a bubba. Um, definitely not for a long, long time. And so the minor issue you ask, what is that minor issue? Well, the minor issue is that I wear prescribed glasses, like I said in my last episode. So I definitely have to go around with, you know, um, a popped lens for my glasses. But it's all right. You know, at the end of the day, that's very minor and I can adjust and adapt like I have all my life. You just learn to adjust and adapt. And so I am. I've gotten in my car and I've driven around the neighborhood actually without even glasses. That's how that's how good my left eye is now is that I really don't technically need glasses. With the sun. I haven't tried it at night. I don't know what, what it's going to look like at night. I'll learn tomorrow when I go over to my brother's at like, oh, dark 30. Um, but during the day with the sun nice and bright, like it's been here in Texas, um, it's fine. My vision is, is I can drive without prescribed glasses or sunglasses. But of course, you know, once I start driving for Uber tomorrow, when I'm going to get back in the car and start driving, um, I will probably have my prescribed glasses with the one lens popped out and then wear some cool sunglasses over it. I've already tried that already and it's, it's going to look, it's going to look really cool. <laughs> um, actually, I don't think unless somebody's really looking at me that they can, that they're going to be able to see that, that I'm wearing two glasses. But you got to do what you got to do, right? I got to get back out there and start making some money, honey. And so I'm going to do what I got to do. But it's still weird, right? So my vision, of course, because my my right eye isn't weaker. It's just the vision is weak. Er, so it's still, you know, it takes adjusting. And it's going to take two to three weeks or more to get those new prescription, the new prescribed glasses. So, yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm doing well. Recovered well. It was a really easy, non-invasive surgery. The less, the most easiest, less invasive surgery I've had of all the surgeries I've had thus far. And the easiest recovery time. I didn't need anybody to babysit me or anything like that. Um, got a shield that I wear, that I have to wear at night for seven days uh, to cover my left eye just so I don't put pressure on it or get stuff in it while I'm you know, while I'm sleeping. So that's cool. Uh, that's all. Yeah, really. So, Hey, if there's anybody out there that's kind of skeptical or I don't know, hesitant about getting cataract surgery, I say do it. Especially if, if you've got a cataract in both your eyes, if you are over the age, um, you know, of like 65, 70 and your vision has been affected because of a cataract, get it, get it done. You really will be grateful and you will really be happy that you did. Um, people in my age group, 50, even younger, we're, we're not the, we're not the minority, the majority, we're the minority. They're not, it's, I mean, it happens. People do get cataract at a younger age, but usually it's in, you know, something that's induced it, you know, like for me, it was a steroids, it was a chemotherapy and there might be other reasons. Um, maybe probably all due to medication, um, that people that are younger get it because the medium age for cataract surgery is 71, 72. So yeah, I'm not, definitely not in the norm for getting cataract. Now, my friend who's an ophthalmologist, optometrist, she has her own place out in Kansas. She's amazing, by the way, if I haven't mentioned her before, but she said uh, it's common because I was told that there's some like scar tissue behind that was behind the cataract. So when the surgeon went in to take the lens out and put in the pop in the new lens in the bag, popping in the new lens, if I'm describing this correctly, 
there's she can go in and she could only uh, kind of like scratch out that scar tissue you know, so much so what what's going to happen down the down the road sometime down the road is that my vision is going to be kind of like i don't know if it's going to be affected again and they're going to have to go in and they're going to have to laser wash whatever's left behind that eye and i i thought that was interesting um but she said it's no big deal and my friend that it's out in Kansas said it's no big deal and it's kind of common for people who are younger they get cataract surgery so yeah so um most of my peoples that are listening are probably in the younger than 60 age group I think um so you guys don't have nothing to worry about but once you get to that age just letting everybody know they say most most likely people once they're older are gonna have to get it my stepdad 76 and he was told that he didn't actually need it yet but it was good that he went ahead and got it. And he was, you know, he's 76 and he just got it. So I guess eventually everybody's going to get cataract, get a cataract. So uh, Oz don't last past 70 or something like that. I don't know. It's all outside of my pay grade. <laughs> Definitely outside of my knowledge. But I learned a lot and that's really cool. And I'm passing it on to you guys and you're welcome. Again, I don't need you to send me a check. I don't need your money. Hana, um, it's all about passing on knowledge and knowledge again, knowledge is power. Knowing's half the battle. Gia Joe, moving on. Have you guys ever heard of a lady back in the 1800s? Um, and she was a surgeon, a feminist, and a suffragist. Now, if you want to know where I'm getting my information, it's on um, a website. Um, called battle american battlefield trust and this article was passed on to me by one of my buddies that i've known forever and from the navy and i did not know about this woman her name is her name was dr mary edwards walker again she was a surgeon a feminist and a suffragist back in the year 18 18 1830 she was born in 1832 in new york and she was born into a family that was very progressive. And we're talking 1832, y'all. I mean, women didn't wear pants. They didn't wear pants yet. They definitely didn't wear those days at Dukes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so she was, she was born into a family that thankfully was a very progressive family. And she was encouraged by her parents to think for herself, question theologies and challenge gender roles. Can you imagine? Her family actually, like encouraged a woman to think for herself question theologies and challenge gender roles like today we especially in america especially in the west you're like like that's just normal right to well now i guess when you think about it it's not actually that normal right there's still a lot of women out there who you know are expected to you know not think for themselves and not question gender roles and you know just go with the society expectations right what, what's expected of us as a certain gender what how we're supposed to dress how we're supposed to act how we're supposed to whatever blah 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 even today in 2022 so i guess it's not that unusual uh, but it was definitely i mean i guess it's it's not something you think would be normal today rather uh, but it definitely wasn't back in the you know 1800s um and so when she was growing up, she she basically believed that just because she's a woman, she doesn't have to, you know, be dictated, you know, on how she should dress and feel and be and um, what she should do. 
and she went, you know, fall for it. She believed she was entitled to the same treatment as a man. And I think that's awesome. And I, I can't believe that I never heard of her, that I never read about her. And she was a well-educated, you know, woman that decided that she wanted to uh, go into medicine. And so she went to school to become a doctor. And she even married a doctor. And it didn't work out because the doctor ended up having an affair. And back then, even if you, your husband, it took a while to, back then, it took a while to prove if your husband had an affair. So, and, and until you can prove that, until you could get the divorce, you basically was expected of you to live in the same in, in the same household. And she was like, Mm-mm, ain't having that. Mm-mm, uh, no, thank you. Not going to happen. And so she was like, I see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. And she started her own practice and it didn't, it didn't do, it didn't fare well because, you know, there are still a lot of people who, um, oh my God, a female doctor. No way would I let a woman treat me. I just, I mean, thinking about it today, I just think it's ridiculous that, that we would, would see a woman doctor as less than a man doctor. Like I just, uh, I just, I don't, didn't get it. And I'm glad I was born in the time that I was born in because I'd probably been jailed or killed anyway, or maybe I would have done some awesome things like this girl. So she basically wanted to serve during the civil war and she couldn't enlist because she was you guessed it, a woman, you know, so she couldn't get into the military. So she volunteered and I'm just, you know, kind of summing this all up. It's a very well good. It's a really good article. If you want to, there's plenty of articles on her. Again, her name is Dr. Mary Edwards Walker. And because she couldn't join, she volunteered. She volunteered and didn't even get paid to help during the civil war to help whoever needed help. And she did such a phenomenal job. She even wanted to be a spy, but they're like, nah, you're a girl. You can't be no spy. And uh, little did they know we make really good spies, guys. But I digress. So um, because of all her great work during the Civil War, um, men actually started like, hey, look, I'd rather prefer her working on me than a man because she knows what she's freaking doing and she did such a phenomenal phenomenal job that the president of the united states actually gave her get this she actually was awarded the medal of honor the medal of honor like how many people do you know do you know she passed away in 1996 at the age of 86 by the way uh passed away in 1919 at the age of 86. Um, I'm trying to, so bear with me because I just, this was definitely off the cuff, but I want to make sure that I get this right. Um, I think it was President Cotter because even though she was awarded that amazing honor, that medal, it was taken away from her for eligibility guidelines had been changed. Are you freaking kidding me? She earned that. She was awarded something that I don't even know if more than 2000 people throughout time in America have been awarded this medal and of those people I don't know if there's even any other woman she's the only woman or she was the first woman of the very few that have been honored with that it was taken away from her because of eligibility freaking guidelines give me a break but she refused to give up the medal and she would wear it for the rest of her life and in 1977 the honor was restored to her posthumously posthumously <laughs> basically after she died um 
yeah. So President Andrew Johnson awarded her the Medal of Honor for her actions as an assistant surgeon in charge of female prisoners at Louisville. Um, so eventually she did get, um, a, she was able to join the military, but under the, under the guise of assistant surgeon in charge, she couldn't be like an actual officer or something back then. This is crazy thinking about how women <laughs> weren't a part of so much in history because simply because of them being a woman. I think it's crazy. And one of the things that was interesting that I wanted to share with you guys before I end, and I, I really hope I did her some justice a little bit just by bringing her name up and getting you guys interested, hopefully, in learning more about her. But she dressed in clothes that were that were male clothes. She didn't want to wear dresses. She even said, I think there was somewhere that she said it wasn't like hygienically good for, for her to wear dresses, which I kind of wonder about that. I think that's interesting. But anyway, and like she even got told, like, um, I think she was arrested for wearing men's clothes. And she said, I'm not wearing men's clothes. I'm wearing my clothes. And there's even pictures of her dressed in what would be men's clothes. And so I think that's so interesting and so cool. And I think it's sad that we don't put things in history books that we should. Like, I, I would have liked to have learned about her in high school. You know, I, I don't even think when I, and I did a woman's studies, women's literature, and I did women's studies and I don't, I definitely don't recall learning about her. So I don't know. There, I'm just glad that there are stories out there. There are articles written out out there about her, but I think it's sad because I mean, she was given the medal of freaking honor by the president of freaking United States, which I think is the only one that can give it to you, of course. But, and then it was taken away from her. And then after her death, she was awarded it again. You know, and I just, that's amazing because if you look at the, if you do your research, there are not lots of people who get that. That's the highest award you could get, the highest award. And she was given that award and then it was taken away from her uh, for some stupid stuff. And then thankfully it was given back to her, but she never gave that medal back up. And yeah, I just... I think she was also like uh, captured by the enemy as a spy and she had to serve a couple of years in enemy prisoner war uh, camp and they talk about that in this article and they tried to make her wear dresses like clothes that for fit for women uh, but she wouldn't she stuck she stood her ground and yeah like how awesome how awesome so if you get a chance Google Dr. Mary Edwards Walker. I'm going to put her name, of course, in the details and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll put this, the link to where I found the article that I've shared with you guys. And I don't know. I just think that from time to time, it's good to share awesome things about awesome people throughout our history. And as a female, I want to share, I wanted to share this story of Mary Walker, Dr. Mary Walker, because it's worth sharing. So yeah, well, that's all I got for you guys today. Continue to pray for everybody around the world, especially right now what's going on in the Ukraine that continues to go on as that war continues to cause more havoc and damage and lost lives, lost innocent lives. Um, yeah, my gosh, I pray that that war ends soon. And if I had, I've said it once, I'll say it again. If I had the means, um, I'd, I'd go there and maybe fight with the Ukraine people if I could. Um, but I don't have the means. I just resources financially, but due to the fact that of my health and all of that stuff, it's just not a time for me to just get up and go to Ukraine. But, um, 
I'm very grateful that there are a lot of people that have stepped up. I think over 20,000 troops or 20,000 civilians have gone from different countries. I don't know how many countries have gone over to the Ukraine and they are helping them fight this battle. And I really, yeah, just keep praying for them. Keep being well and safe and healthy. Uh, be kind to one another and be kind to yourself, of course. And yeah, I'll see you on the flip side. This has been Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. God bless. Bye for now.